Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another interview episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who is with me tonight? Hello there. My name is Chris Tenarium. Hi, and where are my people know you from? I guess if you would know me, you know me from twitch.tv forward slash Chris Tenarium. I speedrun obscenely long games, <laughs> amongst other things. Oh, yes, I... I will never understand how people can run Final Like, I never thought before I got in, before I met speedrunners and knew more, like, I never understood that people would run Final Fantasy games, and then I found out people run Final Fantasy games. Yeah, n- not only that, some of the Final Fantasy games are really popular. There are a lot of people who run these games. I just can't. You know, that was really surprising to me, because I had earlier, God, earlier this year, I met with Blake, who runs, who, who I'm not sure he still is, but he was the world record holder of Final Fantasy IX, and then that was when I... I started to meet more speedruns. I met you. I saw that you were, at least at the time, the world record holder for Final Fantasy X for one of the categories. Uh, yes, I, I, I was at the time. I had the FF10 any percent world record for a whole month before <laughs> it was bopped. And uh, in fact, a few days ago, I actually got no sphere grid world record at a cheeky small time of nine hours, 55 minutes. My God. <laughs> So when you say no sphere grid, you mean you didn't level at all when you played through Final Fantasy X? So the actual category is called no sphere grid plus flea. You're allowed to get flea with Titus because otherwise it would be an absolute nightmare. You'd have to manually escape from every single encounter. And I think the chances of that happening are it's like two in three or 75 percent. It's one of those two uh, to successfully escape. So you would need one character to escape. And realistically, with the amount of encounters you get over the course of the run, you're just going to die to certain yeah. encounters. And I run on PC. We have autosave. It wouldn't be the end of the world. But it's so awful. So we give Titus Flea so we don't have to manually escape from every single encounter over and over again. But other than, other than Flea, we get nothing else. It's all base stats, base abilities, nothing else. Wow. That is, that is impressive. So I guess the game doesn't... So the enemies don't, must not do they do they have like a base stat that all the bosses have that you or do they level up with you in this game? No, the only Final Fantasy in which, the, to my knowledge, it, it might happen in one of the early Final Fantasies. I don't know a whole lot about them, but only in Final Fantasy VIII do enemies level scale with you. And you in Final Fantasy VIII, the, the scaling is so bad that you get punished for leveling up <laughs> yeah. because of like you know the, the discrepancy. You don't want to level up. All of your stat is in the junk. But in FF10, everything is fixed. It will be fixed for the rest of the game. Other than Buran in Yenke, which is a boss later on that Kimari fights, Buran in Yenke will scale up to Kimari's level. But, I mean, obviously in Nosefigre, that's not, it's not a problem. They're level one and they have like, you know, they're really late on in the game. It's the boss will fall Seymour Flux along Gagazette. But they're level one, so they'll have like seven, eight hundred health. It's not a lot. My God. Okay, that is just... Like, I can't imagine, like, I played through Final Fantasy X, it's been years since I played that on PS2, but, like, I can't imagine going through that game without leveling at all. Like, I didn't think it'd be possible. <laughs> it's possible. It used to be a lot worse and a lot more random, but it's a lot better now. So every 30 encounters, your Aeons get stronger. Oh, whether so, you win or not? Whether you win or not. So, so even if you get into an encounter and then immediately flee, that counts. Bosses, they count. Forced encounters, like all of this counts. So at the very beginning of the run, you get to Killika. This is, I don't know, like just over an hour into the uh, real run. You get to Killika and there is an enemy or a, I don't know, like a mini boss, I guess, 
in Killica Woods that's called Lord Oatshoe. It's a big plant thing with all of these different vines. We stand there and run into Lord Oatshoe for about 23 minutes for about like, you know, just over 100 and just over 130 odd times to force enough encounters so our aeons are stronger because the, <laughs> the aeons really do scale well. And it's crazy to think, well, surely there are faster ways to do it than just running into a monster for like 23 minutes and forcing all of you. It's really not. It makes some of the battles really, really fast later on that would otherwise be like nightmares. There's so at the end of High Bridge, Seymour Natus, the old strat used to just. (laughs) uh, So you kill Seymour initially, and then there's a second battle where he comes back and like he's this big. Great I just remember the I remember the mountain fight that was miserable when I first yeah, did it as a, yeah yeah that, that that that's definitely a wall casually that and Unalesca they're both yes. hell <laughs> you get there casually you're like how am I supposed to do this I don't understand when I was a, a, a young boy I also had that I got to Unalesca I'm like <laughs> this is insane and it, especially Seymour Flux he has that big AOE ability I'm like damn. I have to get like over 4,000 health on Auron to survive. There's no other way. And now you speedrun, you're like, oh no, you just. <laughs> but you, you don't even let him get a turn. You just kill it. Easy. <laughs> so, because every. So, mostly it sounds like the speedrunning in this game has a lot to do just using Aeons then? Um, to get by? It's most. No Sphere Grid is mostly a mix of using Aeons and then abusing Riku's overdrive. Because. Riku's overdrives are insane. You can just pump out like 13,500 damage like with one overdrive. And that'll help you get through a lot of the uh, mid-game. Okay, well, uh, I don't even remember what her overdrive was. Uh, so she mixes items. Now, oh, okay. If you're playing casually, that plus four magic sphere is really important, right? You want to put that on your best character. You'll probably put it on Lulu or Yuna because it's plus four magic. That's a lot of magic. We just use it for Riku mixes. We don't need that plus four magic. We know yeah, we don't, point. right? And, and like <laughs> HP spheres as well, they give you 300 HP. We know we don't need that 300 HP. We can use it in Riku mixes. So you mix like one of them and a grenade and suddenly you've got a chaos grenade, which applies all kinds of status effects and does like, you know, 8,000 damage or like, you know, lightning marble and some kind of like other valuable item. Throw that, suddenly you've got the 13,500 damage. And <laughs> the boss is sitting there going, what the hell happened there? <laughs> I was alive a second ago. Oh, that is that is interesting because I I haven't played FF10 in years. I've been meaning to go back, but I always just remember that the game was you know pretty challenging at parts. I remember leveling all the time. Like mm. it's just I always love when you talk to speedrunners and when you hear about how you can break like take a take a massive game like an RPG like you know Final Fantasy and just break it down into all the little little things you can do in that game that get past things that I would have seen impossible at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um. You said beforehand, we discussed it a little bit. Blake Bonbon, as I know yes. him, came onto the show and he runs FF9. Now, FF9, there's so many like little small things you have to know about the run. In FF10, we have a wonderful guide, a, a fantastic guide. You can blind run the game and finish a game as long as you are doing everything that guide tells you to do. It's super wonderfully consistent. And that's partially because of how FF10 is. It is, some parts can be challenging when you're going through it for the first time, but in terms of a speed run, it it's a joy to run. Yeah, it, it, It's so good. There's not really that much that can go wrong, as long as you're doing everything properly. Obviously, you can still 
screw <laughs> yeah. something up and you know, like, oh, whoops, I forgot a, a level two key sphere. And well, I can't do anything. But as long as you still pick <laughs> things up, these things are super consistent. Even no sphere grid where you don't get any levels at all, where you don't use any of your levels. You can't not get them, but you don't use any of them. It, it, it's super consistent. Just look at the guide, follow that. You'll get right through. Don't worry about it. That's pretty cool. I'm surprised that that ten hat is that can be that consistent. But that I mean that I know it makes it easier for what you guys are doing. That something's consistent, you can just follow through with it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it is partially in thanks to like Riku's mix. So like in the mid game, she will use all of these insanely powerful mixes. But late game, you can go to Remium Temple, which is an optional Aeon thing where you get the Magus Sisters uh, in the Calm Lands. You need your chocobo to go and get there. If you win the three chests, you get uh, 30 doors to tomorrow. And if you mix those, Riku will use an overdrive called Trio of 9999. Oh. So every attack, uh, no matter what you do, will do 9999. You can use Kimari's Pathetic Lancet. You can attack with a physical attack with Lulu. You can bop someone over the head with Unistaff. It will do 9999. So on top of that, you also stack all of the multi-hit things you can. So Lulu's Overdrive, like just Thunder Fury, use that. That that can be up to like seven, eight hits, nine if you're really good at spinning the analog stick. <laughs> Although those are rare. Uh, Titus's Slice and Dice as well, that's five hits. All of these things, they're just super consistent. Then pair that with First Strike, which will get you first turn no matter what, because our speed is not good. Boy, do we need First Strike. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, considering you don't, you know, you're not actually using any of your level ups. So there, and if I remember right, with ten, the, the level ups just give you like the option to move in the sphere grid, and all the upgrades are through the sphere grid. Yes, yeah. Okay. So you get experience in the same way that you would after the fight, but it doesn't. You I, I just remember have to add up the number. Like I remember sitting there leveling for like hours and just letting the number get up to like ten or twenty, and then going and doing you know a bunch of moves at once. Yeah, not one at a time. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. Doing it one at a time seems painfully slow. It was. I've been meaning to play the game again for a long time. (laughs) You really should. I I, I would highly recommend like Final Fantasy X, just just even to play it casually. Final Fantasy X too, not so much, but (laughs) definitely Final Fantasy X. I I love X. Oh, are you able to, do you have to watch the cutscenes or are you able to skip the cutscenes when you play through? So... When Square Enix released the PC port, there was no like cutscene skips or anything like that. So for years, we had to run with cutscenes. Like my old any percent mod record was eight hours forty two and then fifty one seconds. I think. Uh, hang on, I can just click on this tab and find out. Eight forty two fifty one. Yeah. Uh, however, there is a speed running mod made for speedrunners. Anyone can still download it as long as they come to the Discord, uh, the Final Fantasy Ten Discord. But that removes cutscenes and there is a lot of cutscenes in final fantasy 10 oh yes there is a lot of them so current world record is 8 40 56 Damn. if you take all of the cutscenes out suddenly the world record is three hours and five minutes <laughs> wow it it's a lot of cutscenes <laughs> it's a yeah, crazy I mean, amount of cutscenes well it's also so impressive at the time like when when you know back when this first came out and you know on ps2 back i think it's what 2002 is this game or 2003 was earlier than that. I think it was 2000, wasn't it? I know it's early. I did not look this up before we started talking. Uh, 2001, yeah. Okay. That's old. Yeah, because this was before Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2002. Okay. Mm. 
Yeah, that's all. I mean, I mean, I know it was impressive at the time. I remember that. I remember the graphics and the cutscenes, everything's being so damn impressive in the early 2000s. Yeah. I still think it's impressive, but. <laughs> oh, I mean, it looks very good for what is ultimately a very, very, very early PlayStation 2 game. I'm also surprised that Flea works in almost every battle. Like, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, Flea is guaranteed. So you can just use it and escape for free. Um, <laughs> it does get a little dicey because you don't get first strike until the end of Makalania Woods. Okay, so in the beginning you got to be a little, but I guess I mean that would still be if I remember Makalania Woods is how far into the game is that? Firmly the middle of the game. I'd oh, okay, say, like, so maybe just tiny over, but enemies will start outspeeding Titus once you get to Mehen. And even some of the things in Killical Woods can, but they don't really pose much of a problem because, you know, they hit for like, you know, maybe 100, 200. You can just heal back up and keep going. Uh, It's more when you get to Thunder Plains and then Makalania, there are things that can just kill Titus from full health without him having gotten a turn yet. (laughs) Once you get first strike, it's not a problem because you just get flee and you can run from everything immediately. Where do you get first strike from since you're not leveling up? Is it from an equipment? Yes, equipment. Awaka has just forced Feramorph at the end of Makalania. He has a weapon called Sonic Steel, which has first strike on it for Titus. Okay. Without that weapon there, <laughs> oh boy. The, you wouldn't be running this game would, properly. <laughs> oh, it, would, it would be a lot more rough. You'd have to find a way to get teleport spheres, because uh, the way Final Fantasy X works, you can customize abilities onto weapons. And with, uh, not teleport spheres, sorry, return spheres. And with those return spheres, you can customize them. But the first instance you get them by just playing them is the aforementioned Baran and Yenke at the start of Gagazette. There is a <laughs> lot is... between Makalani yes. and Gagazette. You're going to have I, a rough time. I remember one of the issues, one of the complaints with this game that people had, and I think I might have even had as a kid too, is that this game is very linear until you get to the calm lands, which is the only really area where you run around, which is very, I mean, very closely in the game. It's not that far before you go to uh, a Xanarkin. And isn't, I'm trying to think, is Xanarkin the end of the game or is there more? After, I can't, it's been so long since I played this game. There's a few optional areas okay. you can go to, Omega Ruins, but it, if, if it's just the main story, then yeah, it's calm lands and then it's Gagazet and yep. then it's Xanarkin and you're done. Obviously, when you get the airship, you can go back remember, to a whole bunch of different places, yeah, but the game is very linear. It, it it hides it a bit better than other more recent games have done, like your Final Fantasy thirteen is the is you know the one that's memed on for being a hallway simulator. It hides it a lot better than that. There are occasionally other ways that you can go, like even if you are just a piece to keep going straight, you can take a left here, you can take a right <laughs> there. It, it's hidden a tiny bit better, but not much better. I think it's just, we changed as a people who are, you know, gamers. Like, we went from, like, 10, they were okay with it because it was so new, and then when 13... 13's a good game. I played 13 once. I enjoyed it. That is not a bad game. It just gets a lot of hate that it doesn't deserve. I I, I didn't like 13 that much when I first played it, but the speedrun made me appreciate the game a lot more. It's probably the hardest Final Fantasy speedrun. Oh. Um, I guess some people would also say that maybe Final Fantasy XII on the PS2 is also like obscenely difficult. But it, it's really hard. There's also no breaks. Five hours, I think. I think it's just below five hours nowadays, the world records. But there's no breaks at all. <laughs> uh, with with ten, I mean, since you have all the cutscenes, I, I mean, do you... 
I guess those would be kind of breaks, though, wouldn't they, then, when you're playing through 10, if you don't have the cutscene skipper on? 10 has a million breaks. 10 has, like, a wonderful metaphor for the Final Fantasy 10 uh, PC any percent or PS2 any percent is you hit new game and then there's uh, you mash select to weirdly skip the only cutscene that you can skip. If you mash select at the start, it skips like 50 <laughs> seconds. But uh, and then after that, it's just like a minute and a half of this is my story. This may be my last chance. And they cut away from that slowly spawning Zanakin. Titus is on his boat. There are lots of adoring fans outside. And there's a minute and a half. And then you do a bit of gameplay, you run along, and then there's another two-minute cutscene. There is a lot of cutscene. There's a lot of breaks, because also for some reason, you can't skip dialogue in a lot of the cutscenes. But you don't have to mash them either. Like, it just keeps happening, right? Oh, sure. But I mean, like, in a speed run, you want to, like, mash Oh, yeah, you want to skip everything you can. Dialogue you can. But there are cutscenes where you can't mash it, no matter what. It'll just have to play out in its entirety, and we generally just take breaks during those when they can, because there are some rather chunky ones. On PS2, the whole uh, Siteki Dane section, for lack of a better term, off Makalania, where, you know, Titus and Yuna are in the lake, that bit. Yes. That bit is just over 10 minutes long <laughs> of nothing. It has been known, some of the older runners, because nowadays not many people run on PS2, it's more of a PC thing, but... It was known back then that some runners would leave and go take a quick shower. Some of them would go downstairs, boil a few eggs, put them on toast. Why not? You've got ten minutes. Like, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, when you're when you're speedrunning something, the game that's going to take you nine to ten hours. I mean, that's I mean that's a hell of a commitment. I can't even. I mean, I play games every single week for this podcast. I can't even sit down for that long and play one game. Like I, or I just I can't. Like I, I'll. I'll I'll play for like two hours. Like okay, I gotta go for a walk. I gotta do some chores. Like I gotta do something. I can't do that. Like I can't imagine sitting down. But okay, this is what we're doing today. We're playing FF10 for a speed run. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it is important to still like take your breaks. St- yeah, you know, stand up, stretch your legs a little bit. My fiance always gets annoyed at me when I don't do that, and you know I <laughs> kind of look at the time. It's like oh, I've been sitting down for four hours and I haven't actually moved. I should probably stand up. Just just move the legs before they become stone or something. Uh, I mean, it just that's the only thing I find impressive that people are able to. Does FF10 have a lot of resets? Like when you run this game, is there something where you just kind of are able to keep going? Because of I'm, okay, so you can always keep going. As I said earlier, there's nothing that can yeah. kill you if you're doing everything correct. So if I really wanted to, I could finish any run no matter what. However, once your time gets to a certain level and something happens that's out of your control that loses you a bit of time you start looking at the rest of the time so if you have throughout the run you know realistically it can't pb at that point pb being personal best the main one is blitzball <laughs> just you know, like uh, two and a half hours in big reset point because the goers can ultimately troll you when i was a kid i thought that match was unlosable because the goers who's the team you play against the Luka goers they're the antagonist they would go all the way up to the goal completely unmarked 13 shot or whatever against uh, your keeper and called keeper. He's rubbish. He has like five (laughs) save. Notoriously terrible. Uh, And instead of shooting and taking the free goal, they would pass it away. And you still see this in speedruns. They can waste so much of your time. So suddenly you can be after Blitzball and three minutes down and you're like, right, well, this can't be B anymore, unfortunately. There are runners who will reset that and go again for any percent okay i i'm not one of those people (laughs) 
<laughs> I accept if I'm going to do a run of this, it's going to take nine hours, but I'm not tacking on another two and a half hours onto that. There was a runner once who got all the way to Gagazet and reset and then finished a run, and it took him about 17, 18 hours. That's just too damn long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, no, I give you guys credit. I mean, I will. I give all speedrunners what credit for what they do because that is such an accomplishment to me to see people run, especially games like this. Like in any RPG, it's. I think it's very, very impressive. I would never do it in a heart and ever, but it's very, very impressive. <laughs> so, uh, have you heard of A Hat in Time? I have never played it, but I have heard of it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, first of all, you should play it. It's a. It's <laughs> I want a it. It's game. on. It's on my list. Of games I guess I, I guess if you're playing like one game every week or whatever, it's a lot of games. You're probably on your list. Some are going to slip through the net. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, the the, the moment I knew that I was only ever going to be an RPG speedrunner and like all of these platformer games are too hard, too fast for me. I had to <laughs> I had to live with my boom reactions. I did a run of Hat in Time. If you requested a runner of Hat in Time, a very good one shows up in my chat, starts trying <laughs> to help. Now. He didn't mean anything bad like this. He meant it as he—he, he, it's like a motivation thing. He basically said, "Hey, I can I can clearly see that you you know you haven't practiced. Uh, you're doing this all blind. It'll get much easier. Like the more you practice, the better you get." And I stood there <laughs> with my internal thoughts, thinking, "Hmm, what this guy doesn't know is I have practiced." Oh. <laughs> If I'm that bad, <laughs> like, I'm in real trouble. <laughs> now I'm honest, it's like, yeah, yeah I, I, I'll stick to my silly long speedruns that go on for hours and hours and hours, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the uh, I'll leave the platformers and the Mario's for the uh, for the younger folk who have it, reaction I, times and stuff left. I completely understand. I play platformers for the show, but I also cheat them every chance I can with save states or other methods, depending on what or how I'm playing it, because I can't play <laughs> those type of games. I mean, I have, my reflexes are okay. I just can't. I've never been good at platformers. I've never. Those are not my style of games. When I was a kid, all I played were RPGs. That's what I love playing, because if you got in, if you ran into a wall, you could just level your way out of it eventually, in most cases. And that so that's always been my thing for all promote i mean now i play everything because of the, this podcast but yeah so i completely understand where you're coming from <laughs> oh i mean ironically one of the reasons i was so drawn to speed running is because no matter what rpg i play I, I my chat flames me for this all the time as soon as i'm playing something casually i'm severely under leveled and as opposed <laughs> to going okay i'll just grind some levels and it'll be okay i think okay how can i get through this without leveling up how can i <laughs> skip the grind and just get through it there is an old game i played grandia one yes i never i well, never played grandia one but i I loved grandia two but i i know the series unfortunately my fiance hates grandia two and three and i'm not allowed to acknowledge they exist so i have to ignore <laughs> that i'm sorry grandia one i tried playing that and i basically didn't want to grind so i Tried getting through the game as little as possible, and I got through to like halfway through disc two. There's only two discs in this. My fiance looks up the speed run of Grandia and like shows me a screenshot. It's like, okay, can you please get some levels now? You appear to be under the level the speedrunners are at. I'm like, all right, <laughs> sure, fine, I'll get some levels, I guess. And it's not like the battles were going quickly. I was so under leveled that I would have to play like this insanely thought out 
fight that would last so much longer than if I just had the appropriate levels. But I didn't want to grind. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. It's in your head at this point not to grind, not to play like that. So I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if, if, I grind constantly in RPGs. Like, if I play an RPG, I will throw a podcast on, and I will just sit for hours and just grind, because that's that's how I play. But I don't speak on anything, so... <laughs> yeah, that's... For, I mean, I, I won't miss the opportunity to... You know, I don't want to say cheat some levels, but to get some cheeky levels earlier on if the game... If I can. Uh, Final Fantasy twelve comes to mind. Uh, have you ever played that? Uh, a little bit, but not enough. I played it when it first came out. I bought it day one, and I have yet to finish it, and I own multiple copies of it now. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to buy stuff when I find deals or when stuff gets re-released, like the HD collection I have. Like, I'm going to play this one day. Still haven't touched it, but I haven't. Yeah, it's a story older than playing four different copies and four hours in the game total across all copies. I got... I got a decent amount into it, I think. I, I remember. I think I was midway into that game. I think I remember something mm. about snow, and I remember I played for a while, but I just it didn't grab me, unfortunately. And I just didn't yeah, stick with sucks. it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not known for having the greatest story ever, but there, there is a way that you can get very fast levels at the early game of Final Fantasy XII. It's used in the speedrun as well. There's an, a rare enemy called Dustia. If you're in the... Oh, is it the Wester Sand or the Ester Sand? It's one of them. Just outside Ravanaster. It's definitely one of them. And then I think it's probably the Wester Sand. If you go into a new area, uh, when you're at crit HP, an undead enemy called Dustia spawns. You can then kill this enemy by using a Phoenix Down. However, if you then screen transition very quickly and then go back into the area, it respawns. Oh. It's quite... It, it's an enemy that gives a chunk of experience and now most people who play FF12, uh, whom I know, I, this is not a common <laughs> trick, I hasten to add, but most people I know will just use this trick and just get some levels earlier on, saves having to grind all the way through the obligatory sewer level there is in the early game. <laughs> and then the obligatory prison scene later on, like you don't have to sit there and grind anymore because you already have the levels. And it's it's quite quick. Okay. I, I don't I mind doing so that, just not that game. <laughs> running around in circles grinding. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I I played it when I was much younger, and I tried a playthrough at some point last year, trying to complete the game only using guns. Turns out, a lot easier than you would imagine. But I didn't remember a lot of the places. Even now, I'm trying to plat it and getting to a new area. I'm like, right, I can visualize this area in my head. It's ice and there's lots of snow and there's undead enemies i still can't remember what it's called (laughs) there is a lot of areas like that in the game i don't remember anything about 12 it's on my i've been slowly trying to go back and play some of the final fantasy games for the show i've only done six i only done number six so far my favorite but i'm trying to do more six is the best final fantasy That, that that is that is a good opinion that's why it's on the show <laughs> so far. <laughs> Chrono Trigger 6, one of my favorite games of all time. So we've done both of those. We're doing Cross later this year because I just need it. Especially with, re- with Cross being re-released, I'm like, it's time to freaking just play it once and for all again. I haven't played it in years. Yeah, that's fair. But it's, it's, um, it's hard for me because I, I play a game every week. So I have to like really plan it accordingly where I have shorter games so I can have time to finish that long game. <laughs> one of the things yeah. I want to I talk about, I'm looking at your... Your runs, and I see you ran Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker. I'm um, curious what the I haven't speed run Endwalker. I've speed run a lot of Final Fantasy games at this point. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, fourteen. Okay. I think that those are the ones I've got through. I, I want to eventually get through all of them. The only ones that are missing are 15, 13, 12, and 7. And 7 and 13 are going to be Nightmare, and 12 and 15 are going to be okay. <laughs> um, 14 is a birthday tradition. I've never really celebrated my birthday. Okay. Uh, at, I don't know, I hit like 19 or 20 or something, and the, the idea of going out and getting drunk all night didn't seem as appealing <laughs> as it used to anymore. So I stopped. But when I got into streaming, I was like, well, I want to do something for my birthday. What am I going to do? I know. I'll speedrun a Realm Reborn. So that's what that is. It's, it's a base game speedrun of a Realm Reborn. You do all of a Realm Reborn in one day. I think, how long did it take me last time? 17-odd hours? Yeah, that's what it says on here on the website. Yeah, 17-odd hours. I'm at the age where I definitely felt all of those hours. <laughs> so you I can got... play that game and just... So I have been very interested in Final Fantasy fourteen for I used to play eleven for way more than way too much at one point in my life. And mm. I don't touch MMOs anymore. And I've been curious about fourteen because I hear so much good things about the story and but I can't do it. But I'm like, if I can just run through the story in like eighteen hours, twenty hours, even if I'm playing nor like just playing it, that that interests me. <laughs> yeah, you could do it. Uh, that is only the first so so like the base game is a Roma Born. Yes. And that's like the initial story and then the first 50 levels. And then it's Heaven's Sword, Stormblood, Shadowbringer, Walker. Okay. So that's only through that. However, what I tell most Final Fantasy XIV people, I like Final Fantasy XIV quite a lot. I did all of the raids last expansion on content fairly quickly. I have an ultimate fight clear. I do like XIV quite a lot. A Realm Reborn is not good. It It's very long. There's a lot of filler. A lot. Of, there's a fair amount of rubbish in there. Just blitz through a Realm Reborn as fast as you can. And then it gets good. But, <laughs> it, it, you know, the old RPG adage, like, it, it, it's kind of true for 13 as well, where it's hard to sell a game if your opening pitch is, well, you just have to get past the bad bit first. <laughs> no, I, get I completely understand all the people who are like, yeah, I don't want to go through a Realm Reborn. <laughs> I don't like, spent 18 hours in a day just to get through it. <laughs> I can see that being... I did, I just been so tempted to to play it, and when I find out, like, were you able to do the whole thing solo then, up to that? Yeah, you still have to randomly queue with people for the dungeons and pugs. There's okay, no getting around that. But um, it's not it's nothing like the old days of eleven, where you sit in Juno with your Sikh party up and just sit there going, "Need help with this mission? Anyone?" No, no, <laughs> no. It's not eleven or like classic WoW or anything like that, where <laughs> you go to any shout chat of any major city and it's just like lfg this dungeon lfg this raid like there's nothing like that you can just queue up and uh the game will match you with randoms okay because i i have been really really tempted <laughs> to try that so that, that seeing that run makes me go hmm i could i could pull that off i can pull off 20 hours or 30, you know less than 30 i can i can pull that off <laughs> i mean you could pull it off obviously like we skip every single cut scene and do a bunch of like I'd say that there's not even that much weird tech in that. That the speedrunning Final Fantasy fourteen is really just like plot progression, the speedrun. There's nothing weird or crazy you have to do in there. It's an MMO, so it's as structured as it can be. <laughs> hey, it gotta be better than eleven where eleven be like, Oh, you forgot to talk to this one NPC all the way back in town. Well now you can't continue the quest and we're just gonna have to disband the party because you're not ready. I've I've never mm. heard of uh, I, so I've never played Final Fantasy XI, but I have heard that it is a nightmare. You know, like oh, yes. I want to become a paladin. How do I become a paladin? Ah, 
it's that's easy all right how do i do it we're not gonna tell you what do you mean you're not gonna tell not gonna tell you sorry buddy (laughs) nothing is like if you're like 11 everything is such a clusterfuck of what you have to do like you have to talk to certain npcs a certain amount of times to progress certain quests if you don't do this, the game won't even tell you, like, and you won't find out until you get to a place, examine a door, you go through this whole dungeon, find out you didn't talk to somebody to get an item or just to do something to progress it just enough so you could open this door. Like, there are little things that can happen to you. Yeah. It, it's it's bad. I do not recommend 11. I want to play 11 again, but I want to play it hacked where I can just run around and do my own thing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. The, the, I am kind of, like, wary of some of the older PS uh, PS1 rpgs because of this like they're designed in a certain way where you can just accidentally miss something and then not know where to go or what you need to find or where it is you need to go you just have some kind of like vague clue and that's it you go be on your way now buddy (laughs) and that's some of the problems i have with (laughs) with that yeah i i mean i do play old rpgs but not as much anymore i i tend to stick with a certain well, I always think of ones I know usually. Yeah, but I'm yeah, that's I'm trying to play more games in general. I'm trying to stick get out of my comfort zone for the show and play stuff I never played before. That's going slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's a good thing to expand your horizons. There are a bunch of uh, games that I play, not like you know on stream or speedrun or anything like that, but just personally, uh, Hades is one that I just oh, yeah. started accidentally platting out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like. Uh, it's fine. I'll just do the minimal amount. And then before you know it, I was having a bit of fun. And then before you know it, the achievement said 47 out of 49. I was like, wow, <laughs> when did that happen? What happened to the past two <laughs> weeks of my life? They were there a second ago. Um, <laughs> oh, I did want to ask you, what got you into speedrunning? Nothing really in particular. Uh, I think I have one of the, you know, sort of boring generic NPC background for this that you would see in a game where you're like, hmm, I've suspiciously heard this from other people as well. Uh, the writers aren't doing their jobs. Uh, I saw uh, GDQ, like I'm sure hundreds of thousands of people yes. have at this point, millions if not. And I was like, you know what, this, this, this looks fun. I wonder how many people are playing some of the games I used to enjoy playing. So I went and looked for an Oblivion speedrun, the Elder Scrolls game. I saw a speedrunner speedrunning it, and it looked insane. <laughs> they were <laughs> punching uh, the king who comes and saves you in the prison, so you can advance. Uh, so they run to you quicker, so you can get to the next plot point faster. Because otherwise, they just kind of like doddle around. <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, I've played a lot of Final Fantasy. I wonder are there any people speedrunning some of the older Final Fantasies? And if so, I can't imagine it's that fast." And then you go, "Oh, there are people speedrunning it." It's also much faster than I thought it would be. Okay. And then, uh, from oh. there, um, I had uh, a boring nine-to-five office job, so I never had the time to do it. But at some point, I got made redundant, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I have a bunch of time now. I'm not really doing anything this weekend. Why not give Final Fantasy Ten speedrun a go? What's the worst that can happen?" And that was. Oh no! I think that was June 2016, so six years ago, and it was really fun. Uh, some of the uh, community showed up to help me as well during my first run. Just be like, "Oh, you've got to do this, by the way. Like, you missed this. Go back and get that." They're a great bunch, and I just kind of duck around and <laughs> hung around, and you know, however many years later, got the any percent world record. I like 
moderate the leaderboards and everything now. It's yeah, oh, it's cool. it, it's a whole thing. Okay. So I also wanted to ask you, what is your favorite genre of games? I'm pretty sure I know this answer, but I still want to ask. <laughs> oh yeah, I've probably given this away over the course of the show, haven't I? Um, <laughs> I love a good old turn-based JRPG. That that not even JRPG. I, I like a good turn-based RPG. Some of the action ones, I'm just very slow for. Do you like um, strategy RPGs? You're going to have to give me an example of a strategy. Oh, RPG. Final Fantasy Tech. Oh, st- yes. Last year, I actually, I played... Oh, well, this goes into the grinding story. Uh, I played Final Fantasy Tactics. That's a game. And I think I did the first <laughs> two or three fight. I got into the next fight, and I'm like, damn, everyone's like a level higher than me, and I was super new. I'm like, how do I do this? And they were like, oh, well, I mean, normally, you grind a few fights before this one. I'm like, but... I'm like two hours into the game. I'm not grinding already, so whatever. Put it on the back shelf. Uh, then got told, oh, Chris, you should play Tactics Advance instead. You don't need to really grind that much for that one. So I played Tactics Advance, and it, again, it was kind of like Hades, where I just looked back and went, wait, what happened to the last two weeks of my life? Where, <laughs> where did they go? That was. <laughs> I have never been able to get through tactics advance i have played it multiple times i've started it and i have just never been able to get anywhere in that game that's one of my games that one day i have to do how come you've never been able to get through it it kicked my ass the first time and i think i fucked up my save with laws and i had a lot of my good characters locked away so i couldn't do anything the second time or another time when i was playing it it was right before i met my my now wife and so i had plenty of time i was just sitting around playing it and then i met her and i just kind of fell off it and I haven't gone back to it. But I mean, I put a, it's a game that I put a lot of hours because I grind a ton of those type of games. I don't do them. That's that's how I play those. Like I, I will be leveled yeah. up as much as I can because I don't want to get caught in a bad situation. In one Tactics day. Advance, uh, all of like the random enemies and side quests, I, I think side quests anyway, their their level to their levels are scaled. Oh, it's only in the main story where the levels are fit. I think. Okay, so that might probably been... why I enjoyed it so much. It's it's one of those games that one day I'm going to pick up a guide and do it with a guide that tells me recommended level and just play through the game and stop falling off it because I need to do it one day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I beat Tactics, original Tactics on PS1 once in my life, and that, that was a hell of a journey to go through that game, but I've done it. <laughs> I'm soon going to be playing uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, which I'm also led to believe is a strategy RPG. Yes, it is. However, in Tactics Advance, a lot of what I did was show up to one of the main story events on the level, and, well, it's fine, only one character has to be alive at the end of it. So, like, if five people die, but (laughs) one of them's okay, then that means I've completed it. In Fire Emblem Awakening, I believe there's permadeath. It's very, very hard to lose one of your characters in Tactics Advance. It's like, it can only happen in specific areas, so just play it a little bit safe there and don't DPS race everyone. But in Fire Emblem Awakening, I believe there's permadeath. Yeah, there's permadeath. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, you I, can turn it off, but I'm, I think in wait, I can't remember. Which, but yeah, you got to be careful in Fire Emblem games. Yeah, there's going to be a few tragic losses, I'm sure. Just, <laughs> I'm not going to get through that, like, deathless. They're good games. I only played the first one that came to America for GBA. That's all I've ever played and beaten so far. Mm. I just... For, there's a strategy RPG that I always recommend to people that no one's ever heard of. Animusha Tactics for Game Boy Advance. It's a good game. One, you don't really need to level per se. I mean, I leveled, but also the thing with that game is that when you lose a fight, you keep all the experience you gain during that fight. So even if you try to get it and you just didn't get it, you just reload the fight back up and keep going. And you keep everything that you happen. So 
it doesn't like you don't have to do just meaningless fights. You're just doing the same fights, trying to see if you fail. You just get experience anyway. Okay, that's kind of. It's a really nobody talks about it. It's a completely, but I I thought it was a great game. It's 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 a little strategy RPG for Game Boy Advance that no one knows exists. (laughs) So highly recommend that game. I might put it to my mental list of things that I want to try out at some point. It's strange. It was one of the one of the early games I tried in GBA emulation, and then I mm. always remembered it. And a few years ago, I put it on my phone, and I just finally made myself play it. And I had a great time. It was very much that game I would play when I was walking around doing things like, "Oh, okay, I got to go from this building to this building for work." Well, since I'm walking, I'll just play it on my phone while I'm walking and play this game, and do and do you know, and move a, do a couple turns while I'm walking to the other building, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it worked well, but it was great. It's a great game. Oh, and I. The last question that I want to ask you is, what is your favorite game of all time, would you say? Um, that that answer would probably change depending on the day you ask me, honestly, okay. uh, and what I remember I've played. <laughs> I love Final Fantasy VI. Very open about that. If you speedrun Final Fantasy games, the question comes up in your chat, like, what's your favorite Final Fantasy? And after a while, you know, the eye rolls start to come out, like, ah, this question again, all right. <laughs> So definitely Final Fantasy VI up there. A game, a lot of the games that I really, really enjoyed that I played however many moons ago, I'm always reluctant to go back to just in case I (laughs) start playing them again. And I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, I understand. Um, There's a game called Steambot Chronicles. Yes. That came out on the PS2. I played through that when I was little. I bought it on a a whim when I was young. (laughs) absolutely loved it played it back through an emulation i'm like oh i love how open this is there it's a ps2 game but it has two completely different endings and i don't uh, and roots even i don't mean like oh well it's mostly the same scenes but occasionally a few lines of dialogue change i mean it's completely different depending on what route you choose I know the game. I I own a PSP version of it. I don't know if that's the same oh game or a different or a spin-off, but I own it for PSP for sure. It might there was a game that came out for PSP, I think it was Steve Bot Chronicles, but there was also a game called Bumpy Chore. This is remembering from memory, so yeah, there's an asterisk. <laughs> I might be wrong. But there was also only like a combat simulator. I, I remember that being okay. And then I played back and there's like tank controls and it's just really really clunky and i'm like damn there are like 10 other ways i would have done this myself (laughs) where this is awful some of the story wasn't as good as i remember it being as well that happens i mean i with this podcast i've gone back to a lot of old games and there are some games that i remember loving and going oh no (laughs) it did not hold up anymore (laughs) so i can i completely understand that that whole thing of not wanting to replay some stuff like it makes perfect sense mass effect Two, I oh, guess a, again another game I loved. Uh, I went to play through Mass Effect One because you can get it real cheap on uh, through EA Play now. So I went back and played that, and about five hours in, there were so many like Mako only sections where you're just driving <laughs> through the car. I'm like, this yep. is awful. I'm so bored. Like, I still... I'm just gonna do anything else. I still like one a lot. I re- we pre- we replayed one for the show. Uh, a year, two years over, yeah, two years ago, I think now or so, or yeah. maybe over, something like that. We played it, and I still really liked it. Like it didn't bother me. The recording bothers me because I was using the wrong microphone in the episode that's <laughs> on there. But the, the game itself, I had a great time. With. But I, I get it. Like I really enjoyed the bits where the 
like during the Citadel, you know, like the big, uh, I can't remember what they're called now, uh, the, the big brain jelly lads. And all of these like different alien races and you're getting to know them and all of the like, you know, petty bureaucratic conflicts <laughs> they all have with one another. Love that stuff. It was so intriguing. And then you just, oh, brilliant. I have to drive a maker here. Commander, be careful. You can't drive up too close. Bang. Oh, that that was that was the bit where it was too close, was it? <laughs> my bad. I'll, I'll reload the autosave. When's the autosave? Ten minutes ago. Oh, my God. I know people hate the Mako. I, I didn't mind it in the last playthrough, but I don't remember it super well. I'm, I'm actually about to go. I'm going to go through Mass Effect at some point with the Legendary Edition and play it again. That's my goal, at least. Yeah, I think Mass Effect 2 is definitely still worth it. Though I played that not too long ago. That was great. I um, really want to replay that. I haven't played it. In years, I mean, I, I have so many games on my list I'm trying to get around to. Have you ever played the Bouncer PS2 game? Oh, I don't even think I've heard of it. It's uh, Square Squaresoft's first PS2 game. It's a beat-em-up with RPG elements. Uh, it's one of those games that I played back when it first came out in 2000. Because it came out before FFX. And then I replayed it for the show, and I, I still liked it. <laughs> it's not a good game, but I still really <laughs> love it. No, I've never even heard of it. Nomura was on it and everything. I've never it heard looks, of it. It's what essentially what looks like is going to be what becomes C- Sora from Kingdom Hearts. The, the character named C.M. Barzab, but he looks like Sora grown up. The same type right. of style. Okay. So always people make the joke that that's going to be Sora in, in the future. <laughs> hey, give them enough Kingdom Hearts. I'm sure they'll get around to it. Well, yeah, I replayed Kingdom Hearts 1 earlier this year, and that game did not hold up well for me. <laughs> It's a game I've never been able to get into. Never been able to get into Kingdom Hearts. I understand. Just, I, I've gotten in the first... I've gotten past the first two hours of Kingdom Hearts 1 like three times, and I'm like, <laughs> ah, I want to go play something else. I'm not, I'm not that interested in this. <laughs> Another game that comes to mind that I also really enjoyed, A Dragon Age Origins. That's a good game. That's, That's a really brilliant game. game. There's, there's a YouTuber who does, like, was X as good as I remember. Oh, I can't remember what his name was. Uh, he played through it not too long ago. Oh, The Salt Factory. That's what the game's called. And he basically went, yes, this game is every bit as good as I remember and I love it. I'm like, oh, thank <laughs> God for that. Phew. <laughs> it's not one of the bad ones. Oh, And it's not Dragon Age 2 either. I no, Dragon really Age 2 is not good. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't like Dragon Age 2. Dragon Age Inquisition. No, Inquisition. it was Dragon Age no, this was Dragon Age 2 as a result. Dragon Age oh. 2 was the game that made me... Oh, and, and I guess to an extent Inquisition as well, that made me wary about pre-orders. Just wait just wait for the reviews to come out. <laughs> that, that, that's what those two games were for me. Where they're in Inquisition, they're like, oh yeah, we're going back to our roots a little bit. And I was thinking, oh, it's like Origins, but he'd never actually said that. <laughs> we're going back to our roots a little bit and the map is like 10 times as big as it used to be yeah it's... oh this is going to be so cool there's going to be so much to do why is there not as much story why is there a why does the hinterlands exist <laughs> yeah i mean that's the biggest thing i i mean i like inquisition a lot I, I i beat all three of them i beat two also i don't remember two very well but i i beat two once yeah. i remember loving Inqu- i enjoyed inquisition i didn't do everything but i enjoyed it I had a friend, um, uh, a friend of my Yoko, told me, if you can just do as little as possible in the hinterlands and focus on the main story, Chris, you will enjoy this. You will enjoy Yeah, you have to get game. out of the hinterlands. You can't stay there. Like, you can stay there a lot longer, than, but you have to just do a few things and get the hell out and move on with the game. Yeah, that's pretty much what she told me to do. Just, just 
Just get yeah. through that. Get through the main story, and you'll enjoy that. And I enjoyed that bit. It's just oh, the hinterlands were rough. <laughs> yeah, they really were. I completely agree with that too. Yeah, I remember the first quest I did there. You have to go find a ring for someone because like, oh, my husband's been killed. Can you go find? Them? I'm like, this. This is like an MMO side quest. I don't <laughs> understand what this is for. Surely the fact that this is single player means you can craft this into some narrative. Well, it probably didn't help that I just played like The Witcher 3 before that, and all of the side quests were very, if you were paying attention, intermingled into one another, which was quite I neat. Have and never played a Witcher game yet, for some reason. Oh, that's a shame. Don't play Witcher 1 and 2. They have aged terribly. They have, they <laughs> I have aged play, so badly. I want to play 1 and 2 very much, so I, I own both of them on on PC. I, I know that they're not as good, but I, I, I want to play them really bad. <laughs> Oh, that's so rough. <laughs> I mean, I play a lot of rough games. Like, I, I go back and play stuff, and I I have a different... I can handle it. I also use guides constantly. That's how I play games, so I, I can handle when stuff gets rough, for the most part. <laughs> if I can flip this on its head real quick, what are the best and worst games you've played for this show? Oh, well, best game... I mean, the one that I was expecting was, I would say, Chrono Trigger, just because it's my favorite game of all time, because it has to be. Yeah, the game I played Chrono Trigger last year, and it smashed so many of my expectations for what I expect from an old RPG. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, one of the games that really surprised me on this show that I that my one of my previous co-hosts picked was Ape Escape 3 for PS2. Escape 3. That game is way better than it has any right to be, and I just played it like, God, less, I think a little over a year ago. Still holds up. It's still a great <laughs> game, and that is... It's kind of surprising at times, but it's all yeah. That was a game that really surprised me. And then some of like the worst games that we played that like Robotech Battle Cry. That was a game that I went into kind of excited for, and it was. I mean, I played it back in the day when it first came out. I didn't like it, but it was God. It was god awful to replay it. It, it has so many <laughs> missions that just don't make sense, and the game get the difficulty just cranks up so much. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of RPGs, I finally played Golden Sun and Golden Sun Lost Age. Those two put together are amazing. I haven't played Lost Age. I'm going to at some point, but I have played Golden Sun. Lost Age it was is so good. Ten times better than one. Really? It's way better than one, and one was great. And it does. It, it's you. Yeah, they, I was surprised how much I enjoyed Lost Age. Nice. I went into it like, okay, I'm going to play this for the show because I should, and I just loved it. The only other thing I remember about Golden Age, despite it being like you know really good. So you can do this thing on my channel, amass like 250,000 channel points, and you can ask me to casually play through something. <laughs> it has to be that big, because, like, you know, casually playing through a game on one day a week takes a long time. Yes. And Golden Sun was one of those games. The only piece of advice I got is, I'm one of these people who didn't like Hollow Knight, and I, I love the combat in Hollow Knight, I just permanently got lost. If there are five <laughs> ways to go, four of which are wrong and one of which is right, I will go the wrong way four times before ending up on it every single time guy guys told me for golden sun just just use a walkthrough for like story triggers though because you are gonna get lost yeah you, you are not gonna some, know where you're going <laughs> yeah there are some small ones that you will not find otherwise hey yeah i, I use guide for everything but golden sun one in lost age you need it because lost age opens up you get a boat you get you get a lot more freedom to travel and there's a lot of side quests and there's a side quest in the game where if you didn't get all the gin from the first game and all the gin in the second game, you cannot go into the secret dungeon. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and of course, if you beat the first game and transfer your save over, you can't go back and get the gin you're missing until the game's over. 
yeah, I, I, I've definitely already missed that one. I think I still have my save from Golden Sun, but I definitely don't have all of the gins. I missed yeah. a few. It's it's a great. It was a game that it's Golden Sun Lost Age is something else. Highly recommend it. If you have played so many RPGs, have you ever played the Shadow Hearts series? Yes, back in the day, I played all three of the PS2 ones. I still Do have. Remember much me. about Shadow Hearts Three? It's a good game. It's just not as good. It's a good game. It's just not as good. Okay. It's not as good as Covenant. And I think that's what hurts it is that people were expecting it to be better than Covenant and Covenant. The second one is just something else. Yeah, but it, it is it's a much more kookier game. The characters are all weirder. Like you, you just get you get really strange characters. And but it's still a very yeah. good game. It's so, not bad. fun fact, my partner asked me to play Shadow Hearts 3 with the channel points thing. She played it when she was younger and she didn't remember it being that good. But, you know, why not? Chris, you go play it. I don't say this is a thing with hyperbole. I think it's probably the worst turn-based RPG I've ever played. Oh, it was so <laughs> bad! Oh my god! You know what made it worse? Do you remember what the battle theme is in that game? No, I don't remember anything it's about it. It's so dreary. But then I it, beat it. It's so dreary, and Have there's like one or one two battle yet? theme for it. No, 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 no. Okay, play one is a little. I, I'm assuming one has to be a little aged at this point. I haven't played it since PS2 era, but one and two, two is fucking amazing. And I'm pretty sure it still is. I mean, I remember uh, enjoying yeah. three, but I remember three being the least of the series for me. There's just like no. Ri- if you ask me, like, why are any of the characters there besides the main character? I, honest to God, could not tell you. I don't you even just... remember this game much. So it's I'm I'm watching a video right now as we're talking. I'm like I don't remember any of this. You meet a cat. You meet a dude with a very dodgy Brazilian accent called Frank, like a vampire who has oh like a whole gimmick with her thing. But you just meet them and they just come along with you anyway. Play play two, play one and two. That's what I recommend. So everyone uh, who came along who was a fan of the Shadow Heart series basically heard. How little I liked it and went, don't worry, this is the worst one. <laughs> if you go back and play one and two, you'll enjoy it much more. I really liked one and two from what I remember. I, li- I like three, too, from what I remember, but it's been a long time. That's funny, though. <laughs> you had that bad of experience. <laughs> I hated that game so much. <laughs> oh. I finished it out of spite, if nothing else. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I've beaten many games out of spite. I have a thing where if I start a game, once I get to a certain point, I will finish said game unless it just becomes impossible for me. I try to. I try never to give up on games. Once in a while I do, but not often. I, I used to be a lot worse for giving up on games, but I'm a lot better with it now. Even if I don't like something, I'll try and power through with it, and who knows, it might get better. Like for this podcast, I try to beat every game I put on the show, and right now I'm only at three I didn't beat. Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen 2, because it froze in the final boss fight and would not load the final final part of the fight, and I said, fuck it. I consider I beat it. Uh, Soul Reaver 2, because I couldn't even get it to run on PC or PS2 emulation, so I had to watch entire <laughs> YouTube videos of the entire game to watch the game. Oh, God. <sighs> I wanted to play it, too. It just, it just got, it just, there was a, there was a glitch I could not get past, and there was no workaround. I tried. And then Beautiful Joe, I just, I wasn't emulating at the time, GameCube, and I just could not overcome that game. Okay, so, so there's a very, very few games that you couldn't finish because you desperately wanted to do anything else in the world. 
it was just because I just, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, I wasn't going to go out and buy a copy of Soul Reaver 2 on eBay, hook up my PS2 and play it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you say that a lot of these old PlayStation games at this point are very expensive nowadays. It was also because at the time that I found out this didn't work, I have less than like three days to finish the game because it's already that week. The show has, you know, we I play the game a week before I do the show. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't got time to wait to or, to buy this, to order it, to then, like, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Now, Soul Reaver 2 is not expensive. 25 no. bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Oh, right. Yeah. Literally fine then. All right, never mind then. Uh, but no, see, I mean, like, some PS2 games really are. I, I yeah. like, we did uh, a GameCube game, Etern- Eternal Darkness, we did on the show. I emulated that. I own a copy of it, but that game, for example, is ridiculously expensive. It can be. Well, like $75 was bids on it. $80 of bids, $120 buy it now. So yeah, it's an expensive game. There are some games that are even more than that, though. Um, knowing speedrunners who desperately want, like, original hardware in the game, there are some games which are insane. Um, <laughs> just, like, several hundred dollars just for a, a cartridge of an old game. It's like, oh, man, I'm just going to emulate it if that's all the same with you guys. <laughs> I'm not, oh. I emulate everything if I can just because I love save states. I'll buy it. Like, I'll buy it on Steam. If it's on Steam, I'll buy it on Steam and play the emulation version just for save states. But I'll buy it so at least I own it. <laughs> and so, like, like Prince of Persia, for example, I, I was I replayed Prince of Persia Sands of Time for the show. I bought it on Steam. I own a PS2 copy and I emulated a PS2 copy. <laughs> so <laughs> I can have save states. <laughs> but I wanted to, like, I'm like, I'm going to buy for $2 when you have a Steam sale just so I can say. I supported you guys again. I bought your copy of your game. I'm still going to cheat, but at least I own a copy of your game, so I don't feel like I was an asshole. (laughs) That yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like obviously with speed running, uh, save states are just an absolute godsend sometimes because some save points are super inconvenient. If there's a huge menu coming up, it's it's nice not to have to do the two minute cutscene beforehand every single time (laughs) you want to practice the menu. (laughs) Yeah, that makes. Oh, freaking! I, I give you guys all credit who do speed running. I could never do it, <laughs> but it is impressive. All right, I think that's everything that I want to ask you. And where can people find you at again? Uh, they can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Chris Tenarium. Right, and if you enjoyed this episode, we have over 300 other episodes you go listen to. We do games, we do movies, comics, TV seasons, premium shows. So good, check out all that. We have tons of content for you. And... If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube with audio only, but we're there if you'd rather get your podcast on YouTube, because some people do. And want to give a shout out for my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. And give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU roundup with me. We went through all 23 of those movies, 24 so far published. And he started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40, where he interviews people to talk about games and how games have affected their lives. It's a very good show. Go to check him out. And last thing to say, we do have a Patreon. So if you want to help out the show, we have a Patreon each month. You can go vote with different polls and only for little as a dollar. So help out the show. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.